The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald. I'm Garen Perro, columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. We've got another interesting one today, the Peru and Northern Territory-focused Inca Minerals. It trades under the code ICG, or India Charlie Gold, and was last quoted at 9.9 cents for a market cap of about 40 million. The stock has come up from 5.4 cents at the start of the year, which tells us there is building interest in both the company's strategy and its projects. Unlike so many other juniors out there, Inca is not looking for the next small gold mine. Its strategy has been positioned to position itself to find Tier 1 deposits. Its flagship project in Peru certainly has that potential, as does its project in the Northern Territory's Barclay region to the east of Tennant Creek. There's a copper focus pretty much to all of it. Drilling is planned for Peru this year and a 2.8 million share placement was recently put away to fast-track uh, fast-track drilling in the Northern Territory. The NT is where drilling funded under the Federal Government's National Drilling Initiative confirmed the potential of the so-called East Tenant region to host large-scale iron oxide copper gold deposits like Olympic Dam in South Australia and Ernest Henry in Queensland. Uh, And I haven't made that up, but to quote the NT's geological survey, the East Tenant region is rapidly emerging as one of Australia's most exciting exploration frontiers. It's frontier stuff for sure and has caused a buzz in exploration circles and Inca is in the thick of things. So we've got a lot to talk about and to bring us up to speed on Inca's plans for 2021, we have Ross Brown with us today. Ross is Inca's Managing Director. Hi Ross, welcome to the podcast and thanks for your time today. Thank you Barry, thank you for that introduction, that was fantastic. Great. Okay Ross, uh, I mentioned Inca's particular focus on finding Tier 1 deposits and how that initially led you to Peru and now the Tenant East project. Let's start by getting an overview of the strategy and what is it about the the project in Peru that excites you? Some background on South 32's early involvement would be helpful, I guess. Yes, uh, good question. Um, Tier 1 deposits are anything between 200 million tonnes to 400 million tonnes or anything larger than that. And it's the bellywick of major mining houses. Um, the major mining houses in Peru are particularly busy, and the junior space was particularly uh, vacant, a bit, a potentially uh, um, Canadian juniors, but um, a lack of Australian juniors. So there was an opportunity to us for Inca to occupy that space. And um, Peru is well known for its Tier 1 deposits, its porphyries and its IOCGs, and we moved into um, Peru uh, primarily uh, to look for copper, gold, porphyries. And our first project, Janapi, was uh, a technical success, um, very close to becoming an uh, economic success. Um, but then we moved on to Riqueza, and which is our current project. And we moved our initial um focus was high-grade narrow vein 
silver lead zinc and that was successful with we um, fundamentally changed the prospectivity of that project but our work um, sparked the interest of South 32 and South 32 had a different view on things at uh, Rukeza. Um Being located in the porphyry epithermal belt of central Peru, they came along with a different idea. Um, okay, that Inca has, uh, or should I say, uh, South 32 have now left uh, the project, but the legacy is a project with over 20 tier one porphyry scan and epithermal targets. And the good news is uh, uh, we have uh, imminent news of our last permit and drilling will start uh, looking for these uh, monster deposits uh, next month, um, which is uh, very exciting for us. Mm. I guess uh, one question investors might ask is, uh, uh, did South 32's exit, uh, was that a commentary on prospectivity or is it simply a, uh, a factor of uh, COVID making it too hard for a company like uh, South 32 to operate in South America? Well, I think it's the latter, uh, Barry. The, it certainly uh, COVID had a, a large impact on their global um, exploration expenditure. Um, the fact is their decision to withdraw uh, was pre uh, final results and indeed uh, pre-recommendation to drill over 20,000 metres of, uh, of targets. Mm. So it was a function of the global uh, mess, uh, turmoil that the COVID had created. There's, there's no doubt about that. Mm. Uh, major mining houses have a habit of doing that, advancing a project and then for one reason or another, head office says, out you go and off they go. But uh, the legacy for you guys is a whole bunch of work that has what defined uh, lots of targets. Well, the, the beautiful thing about South 32's work is that they were particularly diligent, um, best practice all the way, um, through um, over $3 million, up to $4 million uh, into the project, uh, handed us back 100% of the project. But the, the important thing is, for the investors to, to realise is that the selection criteria was set for that of a major mining house. So the, the targets that we now are about to test were not thrown together by a junior desperate to drill. No. These targets were generated by um, tier one selection criteria. And um, look, I, I, South 32 withdrew. There's, there's no no hard feelings. Uh, we have 100% of the project, and we're and we're thankful for that work that's been done, and we would welcome them back. But I think I think there's some uh, low hanging fruit for us, and uh, some some first class uh, um, targets throughout the project area. All right. So you've got uh, apparently targets include copper zinc scarns, copper gold silver porphyries, and uh, silver lead zinc carbonate replacement deposits. Uh, Correct. Yes. Yeah, so is there any particular focus amongst that collection uh, initially? Well, we do like copper. So uh, I think uh, the grades are higher for copper, zinc, uh, scan. Uh, so if you're looking for scans, our analogue is uh, Antamina. Mm-hmm. Antamina is a world-class deposit, obviously. Um, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn down a, a copper gold porphyry either. Um, Anglo and another private company have a copper gold porphyry to the southeast of us. 
BHP have a scan immediately to the northwest of us, and uh, so we're in we're in good uh, territory. Um, I'd be I'd be obviously very happy with a scan deposit. Um, that's certainly what we're drilling first. Hmm. Okay. Um, so the what's the forward uh, program for twenty twenty one in Peru? Well, uh, what we call phase one drilling in the northeast area that starts next uh, next next month, and that will last the probably the entire uh, rest of two thousand twenty one. And if successful, uh, we'll broaden the drilling to include the rest of the project, um, which will extend well into 2022. And interestingly, we're picking up uh, ground south of Riqueza. So Riqueza South um, is a new project. Um, and we're competing with that for that ground from uh, with uh, Anglo. So Anglo have moved towards us uh, in the northwest direction from their their copper gold porphyry, um, so they're seeing something that we're seeing. So there's a it's a it's um, it's a good situation. Okay, just describe to us if you could what the lay of the land is like there and what it's like operating in Peru. Well, uh, Peru's a tremendous place to operate in. It's uh, the people are very friendly. Uh, the the economies are strong. The Peruvian economy is great. They depend on mining. Um, an exploration, uh, even in the COVID days, uh, exploration is considered a vital or important uh, business. So we're unaffected. The project area is quite high, uh, average of four thousand five hundred meters. So I'd, I think of Mont Blanc in mm-hmm. Europe that we're yep. operating at those sort of heights. Um, but yet it's semi-plateaued um, geography. So well, now think of rolling grassy plains. Um, and that's that's sort of a snapshot or an image of the the landscape we that we're dealing with. So I could walk um, reasonably on any part of the project area. Okay, so it's not uh, not heavily timbered or uh, subject to farming or anything. No, there is uh, there are the occasional llama and there is mm. cattle, um, mm. but it's um, there's no um, habitation. Uh, there are no trees. We're above the tree line. Um, alpine environments are sensitive, so there are very strict rules, but there's something we can easily uh, deal with and work within. But it's, um, look, it's not, I wouldn't say it's idyllic because there's a lack of oxygen, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful place to work. Yeah, so no smokers on the workforce. Um, okay, now uh, switching focus to the NT, Northern Territory. Um, again, if I can just get you to this, uh, there was a bit of excitement uh, last week or the week before about this uh, federally funded national drilling initiative and some results they had. Can you talk to those and how that uh, plugs into what you guys are doing there? Yes, well, it's quite remarkable. The government uh, uh, have drilled uh, 10 uh, government holes uh, with the purpose really of discovering what is under the cover in this particular remote part of Australia. So there are stratigraphic holes. And of, of of the 10, uh, two are entirely contained within excise ground within our Farina Far East project. And one hole, hole number four, is uh, being much talked about because it's intersected uh, copper mineralisation. And um, and that's, that's sort of unexpected and um, a fantastic result for us uh, because that hole is situated um, on a... Uh, 18 kilometer magnetic uh, feature 
wholly uh, within our project area and it is part of a string of magnetic features over 30 kilometers long with gravity anomalies uh, which now we can say contains uh, copper mineralization so um, the the IOCG box is well and truly ticked as well as uh, SEDEX deposits also being ticked so it's a it was a tremendous free kick for us and a validation of our presence there. Mm. Um, that certainly um, lit a fire because, um, as I said, it was an unexpected, fantastic result. Mm. So you're, uh, Inca is obviously not Johnny come lately in that part of the world. You took a view based on what encouragement from ge- geological survey work by... Um, yeah. Well, it, it goes back even further. The uh, our original project called... Um, uh, Farina Fable was picked up fairly early on in the piece. Um, I think the only other people there were Newcrest. It was uh, born from a, a fable, a legend of uh, Chalco Pyrite being noticed in, back in the 1950s. And uh, one of our new directors uh, knew of this story, um, mm-hmm. was involved in it, and that was the um, the genesis of Farina Fable. And then we started looking this area and then realised that the the at about the same time the government data was rolling out that uh, there was tremendous um, tier one IOCG um, potential. So we're one of the early movers. There were a few of us there, but we're certainly one of the early movers, and we've got a lot of the central ground. Right. Yeah. the region, of course, is bookended by what Tennant Creek to the east and. Ah, oh, sorry, Ten Creek to the west and Mount yeah. Isaac to the east. So, yeah. so the soil cover there, what presumably has prevented the uh, exploration until modern techniques came along. Yeah, correct. Yep. The um, look, tier ones in this day and age are going to be discovered with geophysics, and that's what the government knew, and that's why they they did what they did. And um, the cover is between. Well, you know, shallow to you know hundreds of meters, but the idea of the strat- stratigraphic drilling and the geophysics is to determine the determine the amount of cover, and um, you know it was a really good result. The cover is not um, excessive, and certainly within the range of majors and juniors alike. Mm, okay, and just talking about juniors before the uh, uh, the national drilling initiative results were announced. Uh, one of uh, ASEC-listed company, uh, Middle Island, had some encouragement on the copper front too. And is that anywhere near your projects, areas? Well, it is. It's adjacent to us, uh, adjacent to our um, Fruin East project. Um, a tremendous result by the guys there. Um, I know they were very excited to be, to be able to pick up uh, copper by the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, copper in, chalk- in a uh, calcrete. Um, I, we agree with the model. It's, it's uh, leaked during uh, set of, um, during weathering processes from a source below, um, and we think uh, that there is a indications of a of a, a, of something of interest in that particular area, which extends from Middle Island uh, across our ground into um, Newcrest ground. So, I think we might actually have the the heart of the target, but that's that's neither here nor there. Okay, so. I mentioned you raised uh, some money to uh, fast track work in the NT. So, any chance of drilling this year? Yes, very much. We've got drilling in Peru, obviously, starting next month. But the uh, the, the idea is to drill 
um, in the Northern Territory uh, as soon as possible without, you know, following the best practice. Uh, we don't want to drill hastily and miss out on better targets. So mm-hmm. at the moment, we are looking at uh, the geophysics very closely, generating ISCG and ZX targets, and they're coming out in the next uh, week or so. Um, maybe up to a month's time, we'll have a full list of targets, and then we'll pursue those uh, with either ground geophysics or drilling. And I think that drilling would be the latter, uh, which we would we, we would consider. Right. So I'm not tempted to just go in and twin as close as you can, the uh, government holding Well, we could do that, and I've already um, thought of the idea of uh, uh, asking them to leave that platform open. The the strategy is always to, uh, when you find mineralisation, to work out incrementally from the mineralisation, which is a very good uh, good idea. Um, Mm. But if our geophysics points to a a 10-kilometre IOCG target, two kilometres away, we would certainly draw that. Now, interestingly, you're proceeding in Peru now, obviously on 100% basis, and here on 100% basis. Uh, is that the intention to stay that way, or will, given the interest now, uh, would you consider joint venture partners, someone with the deeper pockets to come in, perhaps? Yeah, the Tier 1 deposits are a, a big thing. So they are costly. Uh, uh, an average porphyry might require 50,000 metres of drilling. So... I think the best value for our shareholders and for those considering an investment in the companies to see us uh, do the initial discovery phase, uh, which is always exciting and has a a, a very significant um, potential on the share price. So for us to enjoy the discovery phase and then during, if there is a maiden resource to be discovered, um, that we enlist the services of a major to uh, help us develop that. Uh, I think the broader strategy is it'd be nice to have something smaller or something very great than to try to do it ourselves entirely and maybe not have the budgets that uh, that these deposits deserve. Mm. And there's plenty of examples in uh, quite recent history too of juniors snagging that first result and finding something, well, I'm thinking of uh, Minotaur at Prominent Hill, the IACG in South Australia, now owned by, um, uh, who was it? Oz Minerals. So yeah. it, it can happen. And you're right, that that, that value lift, it's, it's probably the greatest from the exploration hole yeah. uh, results. Yeah. yeah. So we would consider any any sensible offer, but, it's, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I get out of bed in the morning to, to make discoveries, and that's what Inc. is all about. Um, it, what motivates us to make those genuine discoveries and to share that wealth with our shareholders. Mm. I'm sorry, I, I probably should have started off uh, getting a bit of an introduction from you, from yourself because um, we've had a few lawyers and accountants sneak on onto the podcast, pretending <laughs> they're mining, just like me. <laughs> but uh, what's your background in the industry? Well, um, I am an exploration geologist, have been for over 35 years. Mm-hmm. Um, my mentors are people such as Maureen Muggeridge, uh, Baxter Brown, David Tucker, who uh, Maureen was the discoverer of Argyle Diamond Mine. Uh, just just the finished up now, yeah, after 30 years, 40 years. Yes, um, she, she taught me the, the importance of being, um, uh, being detailed. Mm-hmm. Baxter Brown, a uh, well-known diamond geologist, taught me the importance of uh, 
being able to see the big picture and Dave Tucker uh, more on the corporate savviness of survival of a of a ASX junior company. But those three uh, uh, influences um, made me who I am today and, um, and as a founding director of Inca, uh, steering the company towards, you know, that, that childhood dream of fi- finding a big deposit, you know. Finding the big one, yeah. The uh, focus on copper is interesting too because uh, for a junior, it's, all, it's been gold and pretty much nothing else for the last one. Yeah. 10 years. So when did you decide copper to get into copper? Well, there's no substitute for copper wire. So the electrification of the world needs copper wires. So, I mean, that's that's a sort of something I, I knew from some years back. And that's why I liked Peru, um, the, a cousin to Chile in terms of copper production. But uh, yeah, a long, a long, t- a long-held view that copper is the commodity to be involved with. No, sure enough. Okay, uh, so just to bring it all together for investors, what should they be looking out for in coming months? Well, I think the key takeaways of Inca are that we are about to start drilling at uh, in Peru, and we're looking for tier one uh, deposits, and tier one deposits are, you know, greater than two hundred million ton potential size. And we are looking to duplicate that um, that that uh, process in Peru in the Northern Territory with uh, Tier One IOC targets, and we wish to drill those this year and into the next year. So it's drilling, drilling, and drilling. Fantastic! All right, that's just what we like to hear from lightly <laughs> capitalised explorers. So plenty of leverage to the upside. So best of luck with it, Ross. And uh, really, thanks for your time today. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity.